a weekly talk radio show for spooky TV and movie lovers. I'm your Frady host, Sonia Strangler, and I'm joined as always from beyond the grave by my co-hosts, Scaramie Legui and Spawn Dunin. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so far in our Spooktober Spooktacular, we've discussed witches and vampires. So today, for our third week, we're talking about that modern Prometheus himself, Frankenstein's monster. And as always, a spoiler alert is in full effect. For instance, you might find out that maybe Frankenstein was really the monster all along? <gasps> wow. Think about Sonia, why would you? why would you say that? Once again this week, we each chose a film about Frankenstein's monster. We all watched them, and now we're going to talk about them one by one. So who should go first? Who? What should we start with? You know what? Let's start with Jer. With yeah, your mine's choice. the most pure, I feel. It's the purest, and, and sort of it's it's a direct adaptation of the source material. So this was... Take it Very away. much so. So th- this is... Yeah, this is, of course, um, Kenneth Branagh's uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Uh, which I think he tried to be as truthful as he could, as he typically does in all of his gigantic, uh, you know, I don't literary know literary classics. These. Yeah, including Thor of the first Thor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent. Anyway, um, it tells the story of a young. Uh, it's Victor Frankenstein, right? That's yeah. the name in the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he wants to become a doctor, so he goes to the big city to learn about being a doctor. And he's really upset about death because his mother died at the birth of his brother. And uh, he meets a few, you know, fun friends who may have experimented with some stuff in the past. Okay. And um, okay. he he builds himself a Robert De Niro Frankenstein who um, he <laughs> instantly regrets, like, just yeah. moments later. Moments. After a, a dirty K- KY jelly wrestling match. Uh-huh. And, yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, uh, it sort of plays out in, uh, it's kind of a unique sort of ending uh-huh. in that it's it's uh, really a tragedy. But um, Kenneth Branagh really, like, it's a soap opera. There's no other mm-hmm. way I can, Oh, it's you know, the most it, it's... overwrought drama I've seen in many years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember watching this a long time ago. And just thinking it was so long. Like, I just remember yeah. being like, God, this is so... Like, this is... But this time when I watched it, it's just like, next scene, next scene, next scene. And, uh, you know, people will go from just like a jovial walk outside to like leaning into one another and whispering horrible secrets. And then being like, so tell me more about this, this whatever. You know, it's just like, who are these people? Oh, yeah, and they just curl up a, a new date in a city uh every five minutes and you're just oh we're moving on mm. like we can't get our bearings here <laughs> like who's this girl oh she's your sister oh oh now we're dating oh i'm in love with you it's i i could not keep track it was like whiplash mm-hmm. uh, not to mention like incredibly calm like i think the line from from sister to wife is mentioned um, on their wedding night, which is just the oh, most they're so, awkward. They're so chill thing, about it. They love the idea that they went from siblings to wife. <laughs> it's their favorite. It's their favorite part the of their family, relationship. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and the love interest Elizabeth, played by Helena Bonham Carter, in her youth, in her, in her, I don't know. I was gonna say peak, in- but this probably isn't the best example of her work. <laughs> 
No, but she's uh, like yeah, splendiferously eyebrowed. She's so she mm. it's doing a lot her of work hair. in this role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then iconically yeah, becomes a, a Frankenstein herself and or monster. Oh. And it is horrible. <laughs> I actually Googled um when she and Tim Burton got together because I was like, did seeing her like that, is that the thing that made Tim Burton fall in love with her? Oh, but yeah. It's, it he was, was like, boy, yo, yo, My corpse lady? bride. Hello. <laughs> Dang. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really, t- well, we, we were we were sort of live texting as I believe Sonia and I were watching yeah. it. Um, but um, the whole thing is just incredibly weird paced and all these different things going on but then there's the scene in the middle where robert de niro as the monster sort of gains sentience and is living in a barn with his family and it's so good yeah like it's just so well done and he learns so, to read and then he helps them with their farming <laughs> it's, yeah it's very and then nice. and then right right after it he's like frankenstein and then he trudges across the arctic and becomes just as flamboyant as every other character, which just is so confusing. Yeah, for a minute you're like, oh, Robert De Niro could save this movie with his <laughs> subtle and beautiful acting. Uh, and then he and then literally like, rips oh. Helena Bottom's heart out of her chest. And you're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. I my promises. Kenneth had to, had to get his dramatic little hands on this one. Oh, did um, he ever. Um, you guys, I'm but obsessed yeah. with how Kenneth Branagh is obsessed with his own oh, body. Yeah. Like during the oh, scenes yeah. where he um, he does two creations in the film, and each one he's just mm-hmm. shirt off, whipping a cape that like back and forth like a rock star, like runs in, <laughs> just running around manically, like flipping things over, sweating, flexing. It's just like his experiment is run on how fast he can whip around the lab. And it's I, it's I, so insane. I feel like we should do a like we should take that scene and maybe speed it up or slow it down just a little bit and put some Steven Tyler Tyler Aerosmith over top because <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to tell the difference. <laughs> true, well, because a scarf so true. away. You pointed out, Jer, uh, while we were live texting. Um, that he was very dancerly in that scene. Yeah. That he moved with the grace of a ballerina, and I think that's true. And it was. I mean, I guess you could argue that, like, that that's sort of the moment where all of his sort of dreams are coming true. And so he's, like, filled with this effervescent joy. But it's it was very confusing tonally. The whole movie, I kept being like, okay, so this is what we're going for. Like, he's, okay, he's really leaning into the whole gothic thing. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, there's, like peppy orchestral music in the background yeah. <laughs> for some reason can, can uh, we talk about the dancing really yeah, quick yeah because like whenever the any of them dance and like that house that they have so if you have not yet seen the movie a ton of it takes place in what i can only assume is the main foyer of this house which has this insane staircase and there's no like railings anywhere 70s. this room is bare yeah, yeah it's a gymnasium essentially like it's just this huge huge room where they do a bunch of stuff like have a ball or, uh, you know, fit a wedding dress or any random, th- like, just sit by the fire. But um, they do these dances that are just, like, these huge, like, like, it's just two of them, but they're, like, taking up all this space. 
And they seem like, like they're, again, it's that whole, like, somber thing where he gets some bad news, and then he starts dancing and is, like, so happy. It's crazy. It's literally insane. Yeah, well, that, that's because um, Elizabeth keeps that in her brain so that when she's a monster, she accesses <laughs> that and does her ghostly corpse dance. <laughs> yeah, like, I honestly think that's what he, he was just building to that scene. That was the the culmination of everything. He had that in his little brain. He was like, "We have to have um, him dance know, a couple times I so that." I seen that um, could have used a little more dancerly uh, touch. Was when, this is a very iconic scene? But when uh, the monster is born, he starts slipping and sliding in a bunch of amniotic fluid, and it's maybe <laughs> I would say two minutes. Is that right? Where of him. <laughs> so- Trying weird. to get up and slipping. Yes. Honestly, and then it felt like seven years. Him. <laughs> trying to help him. And then them both slipping and just sliding around. I was like, is this supposed to be a comedic moment? And they're like maybe wrestling a bit. Yeah. yeah like I, I thought like if Yakky Sax was playing behind wonder, that scene, yeah. I, it would have it made it all the difference. <laughs> I might edit that together and then put that on our Instagram. There's, there's a lot that needs to be That's a great here. idea. Uh, like, I, I think you could cut this um... film into a half hour like <laughs> uh, sitcom episode. <laughs> there are parts of it tonally that you could. I think so. Yeah. Oh my god! What a wild, wild film! And it, but what's interesting is that it made me really want to reread Frankenstein because <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, this book's great, but this movie's trash. But I think they did a good job. Yeah, like I, I think because Kenneth Branagh always goes for his thing, mm. right? Like he always has his, and the whole time I was, have you guys seen his Hamlet? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's and but it's kind of similar. Right? Like, it's kind of got the same vibe. I think there's a bit more time with Hamlet, and then obviously the script is better. Like, there's no, you know, that's, that's, but, um, I, I feel like, I, th- like, I enjoy this movie because there are some parts that are really bad. Mm. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Like, why, I, why, they're just I like in this background, back set of, uh, dying people constantly because the plague has moved into town and everywhere you look there's just piles of dead people and it's really gross (laughs) and why is john cleese there yeah i think yeah why is john cleese that is a great question he's barely in it and like but he's kind of good i yeah i I totally missed him i completely i don't even know he was the he was his like mentor, his creepy mentor. He was who Robert was De Niro stabbed yeah. in real life, what? or like before his untimely death. Oh yeah, he was. Robert De Niro plays an anti-vaxxer, I'm, and he's I'm like, "Don't put that in me!" And then he stabs John Cleese. <laughs> I didn't, okay, I didn't even I didn't even know that it was him. I didn't know. Guys, unfortunately, we have to move on. Does anyone have any very deeply pressing last thoughts about Frankenstein? Uh, we just have to very quickly mention the pulsating eel sac ah! that provides the electricity <laughs> for the experiment because it is what? simultaneously He's already the most getting electricity and most from lightning that maybe has ever been in cin- cinema because it is it's bigger than a Volkswagen. It's huge. 
Um, also, and it's why full of water and eels, put... and the eels are all wriggling around. Why did he have to put Helena Bonham Carter's head on Justine's body? Because all she needed was a heart, and I don't know why he chopped off their heads. Um, anyway, there's a lot to unpack with this it, film. And your, your heart was ripped out, so you didn't want to repair all that. Yeah. But then he somehow, he chopped off her hand, too. He replaced the hand. I don't know if I suggest it. I guess I suggest it. Yeah. I guess you're right. We have to move on. It's just such a wild film. It's crazy. It's truly crazy. But you know what else is crazy, you guys? What's that, Sonia? Oh, my God. The fact that Radiothon is on right now. Now, oh my God. and runs until Friday, October 23rd. <gasps> Radiothon is a week-long festival of special programming and a very important fundraiser for Regina Community Radio. This year, we're raising $20,000 to reach our 20th anniversary, which is next year. Now, folks, if you donate now, you can receive some limited edition gifts. Now, Jeremy's going to talk more about those in the second half, so you'll want to stick around for that. But let me just say that as long as you donate at least $25, you're going to be entered to win special prize packages. If you donate $50, you get a cool scarf mask. If you donate $100, fancy t-shirt, fancy t-shirt, silkscreen by Articulate Inc. And if you donate $150,000 is what Holy crap. (laughs) If you donate $150,000, the station will love you forever. (laughs) Yeah. But if you donate $150, you, you get both the mask and the scarf. Now, we're encouraging you to celebrate local voices and culture by streaming, tuning in, and pledging your support to 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio during Radiothon 2020. It's on now. Call us now at 306-525-7274 to make your donation or donate online at cjtr.ca. And we'll love you forever. Yes, we will. We already do. And we already do, but we'll love you forever, forever, if you do. Oh. Now, should we move on to our second film? Yes. Yeah. I think we should talk about Sean's film now. How do you feel about that, Sean? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Um, so, I chose a film let's called... Let's do it. Can you tell us what it was? Yes, of course. So, my film is called Blackenstein. Um, and it's like a, it's a exploitation Frankenstein film from the 70s trying to sort of cash in on the success of Blackula. Um, And I might be quite innocent, but I expected that the director and writer would be uh, Black people. And that is actually not the case. (laughs) I researched that today. Um, The (laughs) writer and producer and director are both white. (laughs) And um, actually, the, (laughs) the producer and writer was a criminal lawyer, before he was a screenwriter and then oh. and that's how he got the main actor Joe Dusu just and the and the woman that plays the old lady they were both clients of his and he just got them in the <laughs> <laughs> You know what that honestly makes sense but I'll yeah, talk more it makes about sense. that um, Oh my god He also wrote a film called Black the Ripper which never made it to film <laughs> and um, and then he was killed in his own house in a gangland style murder, like a couple years afterwards. <laughs> it's a very interesting story. <laughs> this is before we even get into the movie. Uh, so the the plot <laughs> the plot of the film is Dr. Winifred Walker um, approaches a Dr. Stein 
uh, because she thinks that he can help him help her uh, fiance because he's lost both his arms and legs with his procedures to, you know, make him better. And um, things just really take a turn from there. Truly. They truly do. Yeah. And then also nothing happens and everything happens. Yeah. Yeah. Before, before we get into it, did you guys like it's this, it is listed as a horror movie, but I was expecting a lot more camp. And I don't know why I brought that to the, but like, I think there was like maybe 10 minutes left and I was like, oh, this is like a legitimate stab at a horror movie. Like I yeah. was, I, was yeah. I didn't realize because for the first half I was like, they're playing this pretty straight. Like they're like, like it's not good, but they're really trying. And then I was like, oh yeah, that moment is never coming. The monsters is never going to happen yeah. here. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, I also thought it was going to go that way, and it was definitely not. They were like, "No, this is serious, people." <laughs> yeah, and the they delivered. Yeah, like some of the lines, like or like things that they are delivering with all the seriousness, like how Doctor Stein won the Nobel Prize for solving the DNA <laughs> genetic code. Which, what yes. are you saying? <laughs> what are you even saying? He solved it. I'm and literally just like, studying. Uh, Sorry. I'm in a neuroscience class right now, so I'm actually like learning how DNA works. And this whole movie, I was like, "This ain't it, though." <laughs> there was just like <laughs> brown <laughs> bottles lying around with labels DNA like on them. <laughs> they, they were <laughs> injecting DNA. Yeah, he, yeah, he kept just being like, "Now we'll inject the DNA." I'm like, "Whose DNA? What DNA?" <laughs> what do you mean inject DNA? <laughs> And then sometimes he'd be like, well, maybe we should use RNA instead. Like, That's a totally different thing. But it'll work for the procedure, Sonia. I really do love a good, like, mad scientist lab. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, that doctor, he was not really a big part of, like... No. He he held his note and didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. And if he could do what he was claiming to do, like he probably should have won that award. Like that's a pretty like thing things were going quite well if it weren't for his nefarious valet. But yes. um <laughs> but, but, but uh that that like that mad scientist lab mm, it was good. is so good and like having like the dark jar and the not dark jar and like that was the switch like yeah. it's like oh yeah there, the boiling you know in Robin's Donuts, they have those, like, the, the peach juice that just bubble away? Like, he had just, like, five of those just, like, bubbling on his, on his lab. <laughs> That's so funny and true. I've never thought of it that way. That's amazing. Um, um, yeah, also, all three so the, of the movies we watched this week had good labs. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so this film is um, a tight 77 minutes. Um, uh. and the main character is lying down. He's filmed from his chin, lying on a bed the entire time. He doesn't stand up until minute 37 of the 77 minute movie. <laughs> I did not clock that, but that's so true. And I actually kept being like, why are we only seeing him like this? And then I was like, oh yeah, it's because he's supposed to not have legs. So mm-hmm. they just, just worked around that there. by just not showing them. <laughs> but also, so that man, was he one of the ones who was a client of the lawyer, yeah. Sean? Because yeah. I don't think that man was an actor. I'm going to be honest. No, well, because I don't, I don't remember either. him even saying anything. He just kind of like looks. He looks at everything. 
He asked, and goes, uh, he asked for some ice cream. Oh, yeah, that scene was yeah. so confusing also. It was, yeah. I think and we were all okay when that orderly got killed. Yeah. That orderly <laughs> also, like, yeah, okay. at that moment, went through an entire range of emotions. He was like, he he just did so much work in that one line delivery. And then he met his untimely <laughs> end. And what was he angry about? Like, you know, like the war, conscription, the man. like, I don't know. Yeah. Or not even, he wanted to fight in the war, but he couldn't because he had a bad heart. And it really yeah, informed his character. But I was also like, it seems so weird. Like, why wouldn't you make this movie about racism in a way? Like, why wouldn't that be... It's literally called Blackenstein. Why wouldn't that be Blackenstein's, like impetus for revenge because sonia this was made by like this like this is at the heart of what these exploitation films were and that was making something for someone that appeared to be made for them but was actually just to earn money off of their backs like that's essentially yeah like to get money from that demographic and like not to mention not like not to mention the fact that like there is sort of like a subtle like Okay, like where I'm not gonna skirt around it, kids. There's some some eerie sexual violence that's yeah. portrayed in this yeah. film. Yeah. And uh, every time you're like, "Oh, the monster's gonna beat up the bad guy," and then he doesn't and kills the he girl. He always kills every the time. victim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just like what? Like what are we? There were also so many scenes like that of like a woman not being interested, and then. And then she gets murdered by the monster. <laughs> like so, the, the one so that was in that pink negligee that just kind of like totters around oh my with God. a flashlight for like five minutes. And then all of a sudden, just like squish. She gets squished. I, I thought of you, Sean, the whole time. I, I was like, this did. is the character I would love to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That blue eyeshadow all the way up to her eyebrows and her huge mm-hmm. blonde hair. Yeah. She's a classy lady. I loved um, it. Also, yeah. and the at, second he checks on that dog. When there is yeah, oh. when there's nine minutes left of the film, we meet a brunette woman <laughs> who all of a sudden becomes the star. Like all of a sudden we're covering she's yep. she being chased around a warehouse. She's evading him. And like mm-hmm. who is she? Who is this woman? Where was that Jeep? Where were we? I have no idea. Also, literally, how did the movie end? The dogs rip him off. Right? Like, they yeah, yeah, like, but where? And then, and then Winifred is in love with the policeman. They just have a shot at the of end? Winifred and of the policeman looking at each other, and then we're like, oh, I think they're together now. They like embrace slightly. It's very. It was very it was confusing. Traumatic. He's there to support her. On on Wikipedia, you guys, here's the here's the last line. It's pretty good. Okay. The police call in the Los Angeles uh, County Canine Corps and the Doberman surround Eddie, who is the who is the monster, knock him to the ground and with a fittingly macabre irony, viciously tear the monster to pieces <laughs> in the same way he killed his victims. I guess that is End a fittingly macabre irony. But also because <laughs> sometimes Sometimes Blackenstein eats the people also, but not always. Yeah. <laughs> He'll like eat their yeah. guts. I don't know. No, I well <laughs> That's not really Frankenstein's I, like I think, deal. Yeah, no, it's I think Sonya to sort of go back to what you were saying though. I think that the reason that this is insane to us 
is because it was a very particular view of a very particular group of people mm. that we just no longer even, like, it doesn't even exist in my mind anymore. But, like, you know, oh, let's just have a black man chase white women. That's a scary movie. Right. That's all. That's all we need. You know, we'll 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 put a we'll put a high forehead on him and call it a day. Mm. Like that's mm. basically what they did. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. Just I mean, there's all kinds of those racist ideas of like a hundred percent the menacing giant black man. Right. And that was disappointing because I I I don't know I thought it would be like a reclamation thing because sometimes you know black exploitation kind of walks that line, especially if there's a strong female lead, but. Winnie, Winnie was not that, also. So. Yeah, well, Winnie just kind yeah, of this, faded it, away. 1973. Yeah. 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 Oh my God, um, you guys. Yeah. Budget 80000 Box office $2 million. <gasps> see? But wow. that's exactly it. Yeah. But here's the thing. But yeah, You 80, would go 000. to see a film called Blackenstein. Like, that's. Yeah. That's, the, oh, yeah. that's where the magic is. oh it was so insane like i kept well because okay so i watched mary shelley first and then Mm -hmm. i was like well blackenstein couldn't be as bad as that (laughs) and that was my mistake well you guys that's all the time we have for this half so it's time for us to go rob some graves readjust our bolts and take a break to hear a word from our sponsors we'll be back with more spoiler alert here on 91.3 fm cjtr regina community radio tuned into the community welcome back to spoiler alert we are going to be talking more about frankenstein's monster or should i say frankenstein (laughs) in just a minute but first uh do you do you boys know what time it is it's game time, people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did the same thing. Nice. That was good. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend, it was like three minutes this week, uh, looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, we all have a great time. Are you guys ready to play the game? Yeah. I'm ready. This week's title is... I... Comma, Frankenstein. That title again, I, Frankenstein. Mm. Okay, I think this movie is about the period in which, or the periods in which Frankenstein's monster is off in the north alone. And he's coming Mm. to terms with the fact that he is a Frankenstein because Frankenstein is his dad. And he mm-hmm. starts a journal. He starts his own journal in the same style as Frankenstein's journal, like where he's documenting, you know, his experiments and stuff. And it's just like all about his feelings and just like him coming to terms with it. And um, I think it's really beautiful and emotional. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sean? So I believe that it is about a Frankenstein's monster who also, yeah, he... he frees himself from his father and then he really becomes interested in stage work and loves the works of Shakespeare. And so he decides to write his own play because he doesn't really see himself represented in anything. And so he writes Mm -hmm. his own play called I Frankenstein, um, where there's a, it's a one man show, a lot of soliloquies, um, but it's very touching and um, it's just sort of his uh, foray into, into performing arts. Beautiful. Wow. I'd yeah. watch. Both of, 
Both of these sound better than the actual thing. Um, so uh, I'll first say that you guys are both wrong in every way, shape, or form. Uh, which which is fine, because this movie is kind of a monster in itself. Um, I, Frankenstein is a 2014 science fiction action film uh, based off of a digital-only graphic novel. You know that that's not necessarily the best. Um, so the big, the big start is that Aaron Eckert is the Frankenstein's monster oh. in this. And that uh, he basically plays him, like, you just envision him normally, and they just basically write, like, a little scar down his face, and then he's the monster. But um, it's kind of this crazy sort of, like, underworldy. Um, what's another movie like this? Um, Van Helsing sort of mm. mixture of, of things. Um, but um, Frankenstein, has, well, Frankenstein's monster, has been alive since you know, 1800, and he is now in modern day uh, the United States trying to fight angels and gargoyles and whatnot and save the human race, and it's really terrible. That I think I saw this in theaters. Horrible. And, uh, yeah, his name's his name is Adam Frankenstein, <laughs> so they call him Adam. It's it's not... Oh, that sounds It's bad. not good. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's kind of like... Maybe it could have gone better, but I don't think it did. Anyway, it's on Netflix right now. So you can just go and oh, watch good. this kind of well, sure, not-so-great yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, the the game is, of course, brought to you by, I think, the best place in town to watch movies right now. But the biggest theater in town, standing tall at over 18,000 Aaron Eckerts piled up in a big old pile, the Kramer IMAX Ooh, Theater at the Saskatchewan slippery. Science Center is the premier viewing venue for... 2020 for movies and if they had i frankenstein there i still would not go but <laughs> you should you should go if you have not seen it to the and imax because it's the best their halloween uh, programming looks yep. so fun right now they've got hereditary mm-hmm. and what's on there? Sean, like what's a, on there? They're, they're playing it right now oh yes oh nice. Ari Aster okay, double well, feature. yeah um also, some fun stuff that's happening right now. I don't know if you guys heard about this, Sonia or Sean, but it's uh, it's Radiothon right now. <gasps> yeah. And uh, I'm just here to have a little mention about some stuff you can get if you choose to donate, which you probably should, because you know you will. But um, So uh, this year they have, if you donate $50, you get a limited edition CJTR scarf mask, which is good for both being out in the cold, and being in amongst other humans. Uh, if you do $100, a, um, a CJTR Radiothon t-shirt designed by Articulate Inc., it looks pretty cool. And if you donate $150 or more, you get both of those fantastic items. Wow. So I recommend Amazing. that you do that. Also, for every $25 that you donate, you'll be entered into a draw for one of two prize packages valued at one thousand dollars the draw happens at 4 p.m on friday october 23rd so get your um donation in right away the prize packages are a bunch of cool stuff uh from a bunch of local businesses who i'm now about to read this huge list it's actually pretty awesome that all all these people could help us out so thank you to bushrocker brew pub the cathedral pet shop core coffee the cure kitchen and bar the double tree hilton float now yqr candy boutique Mandela Massage, Miso Sawin, Salon and Spa, The Optical Shop, Pacific Fresh Fish, The Regina Folk Festival, 
See Sustainable Style, Shannon's Pub and Grill, Tall Grass Apparel, Vintage Vinyl and Hemp Emporium, the Regina Downtown and the Regina Warehouse Business Improvement Districts, and more. Thank you guys all so much. Um, the prize packs look pretty crazy. One of them has a living plant in it. Others have um, a bunch of gift vouchers. Um, both of them have clothes and... Oh, yeah, toque and in one and a hoodie in the other. So get your donation in now. Yeah! Yeah. Plus, if you get Help your us audition. make it to our 20th anniversary. If you get your mm-hmm. little monies in and you we you help CJTR reach their goal of $20,000, you can also get access to us recording uh, an, an audio track to acclaimed horror movie Trolls 2. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited to watch that. And I think, and if we reach $20,000, we'll just put it in our free feed and you guys can hear us on this crazy adventure. I'm excited to watch it. Me Last too. year, as folks may remember, we did this with The Room. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a grand old time recording that. And so if you listened to that and thought it was fun, probably it'll also be fun to listen to us watch this other bad movie. Yeah. Precisely. Can't wait. Yeah. So, um, you know, don't uh, don't hesitate. Reach for the phone now. Or, of course, uh, head over to CJTR's website for, uh, to manage your donation. Yay. Do it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Do it. Do it. (laughs) Just go do it. (laughs) Now, now let's talk about our third and final movie for this week. This was my choice. And I went with, uh, honestly, just a classic. Uh, 1974, Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein. Ugh. Such a such a delightful film. So this is co-written by Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder, starring Gene Wilder as Frankenstein's Great grandson or great grandson? Grandson, I think. Um, I think grandson. And also pronounce it yeah. correctly, Sonia. Frankenstein, yeah. Doctor Frankenstein, <laughs> because he's yeah. trying to distance himself. He's he is a surgeon, and he's tr- uh, trying to distance himself from his grandfather's troubled legacy. But then, um, so someone <laughs> I'm actually not entirely sure who he is shows up and basically says like. You've been left the castle, um, and you should come there and see what's up. And he does, and then basically immediately falls into his grandfather's footsteps. Um, (laughs) Falls madly in love with his beautiful (laughs) lab assistant, Inga. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. He has the world's most hilarious (laughs) manservant named Igor. Actually, it's Igor, but I love that bit. Um, It's pronounced Igor, yeah. Well, I think it actually is Igor, and he just says it's Igor. To, yeah, because because of the whole to the whole yeah, Frankenstein yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when we explain the jokes. <laughs> to yeah, people. it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, it, it just and then just mad classic Mel Brooks madness ensues. One of my favorite things about this movie is that it's a a very well done kind of spoof on a '30s horror movie done all in black and white. Mm-hmm. The score is like totally perfect they have all the kind of funny star wipes and transitions and um yeah i i love this movie i'm i'm excited to hear what you guys think yeah this is just such a classic mel brooks um i love there's always stuff in his films like he thinks that german accents are hilarious um <laughs> yeah. as they are i every movie i watch <laughs> of his there's always like some like schwanstein or some like joke about <laughs> yeah. that um, and also just Gene Wilder is one of the, our best comedic actors, entertainers of all time. Um, 
Yeah. His straight man qualities in this are so funny. And in this, he looks like an old school, like, starlet. His, he, like, yeah. his hair and, like, eyelashes are just, I don't know. I was like, is Gene Wilder very attractive in this? He, I have, I do have some pretty deep-seated Gene Wilder feelings. Um, and just, like, always have. But, yeah, him in this movie, the way they light him like an ingenue and, like, he has eyeliner on for sure. And, mm-hmm. oh, he's so pretty. I- I, I think they kind of nail, like, specifically with Gene Wilder, and I think this was their goal, mm. but they nail that, like, silver look mm. to him, mm-hmm. like, with a lot of the, the hair and the stuff around him. And uh, every time I, I... This is one of the few movies I own on Blu-ray. Um, every time I watch it, I, I, I always find, like, new things that I think are a little bit funny, mm. you know, like, here and there. But the things that I thought were funny the first time, I cannot... Like, I have to pause... Whenever, like, you know, like, like, put the candle down. Like, I cannot take it. Like, I have to stop it. And because I think it's so funny. And um, I, I go back and forth in my in my own self about whether or not this or Blazing Saddles is the better movie. Mm. I just go like I just and it's literally a constant back and forth in my mind. I think that the putting on the Ritz scene (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so well done. It's so good. Like I, like, I wonder if they thought of that idea first and then built everything else around it. Like, I just don't. But it's so funny. And, like, it's so subtle. Mm. <laughs> like, like, there's one joke. That's all it is. It's just, like, here's the joke. And then it works. The whole time it works. And I don't know why it gets me every single time. Well, because it is so wild how in movies from the 30s and 40s, there's always just a song break. Like, there's just at least one musical number, if not several, and it just is a given. And it's kind of always Mm -hmm. discordant and, like, interrupts the film. But they just, yeah, the way that they incorporate that with, oh, it's so, it's so, so So good. And Gene is, like, a really Uh, good dancer and singer. And in every film he does, he has, like, a little moment for him to be... To show off how physical uh, he is. And also just like, there's something, even, you know, his yell, how it's so iconic. Like when he, like, mm. <laughs> uh, it's just like, he's just the best in this. I'm yeah. Amongst a yeah. sea of really good people also. It's true. Uh, I didn't realize it until, did you guys know that the blind man was Gene Hackman? I did I realize saw that, that yesterday, viewing. but I didn't realize it previously. No, yeah, no, I just found out this week, and, like, it's so obvious when you look at it now, <laughs> but at the time, you know, like, I don't know, I've watched this for years, and I had no idea, even from the voice, I was like, is that Gene Hackman? <laughs> and yeah, it is, it totally is. I also um, love, uh, I love Cloris Leachman as oh, Fra- Frau Strucker. Fra- <laughs> 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 yeah, my uh, favorite sequence is when she's playing the, the violin, and... Uh, and Dr. Frankenstein is piecing together, and she's just like, yes! Yes! <laughs> Every time he, <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> and then playing the dramatic so violin in the background, yeah. Yeah, it's just like six times in um, a row. And I, I will say, I do think that Robert De Niro, in his portrayal, did a very good job of, like, a very sort of, like, real and realized monster. But Peter Boyle, I just enjoy so much more and uh, especially when he becomes intelligent at the end, you know, like, like, it's just so fulfilling and it's so fun. And like, you know, like, at, like the 
I don't know if you want to call it the prologue, but like when he's just like reading in bed, <laughs> it's just like, like, you know, and just, like, how did we get here? How and, did we, uh, and just channel or like closing off Madeline Kahn is just like, um, uh, just like so boring. And he's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's, it's like he just se- he seems exactly panties. like <laughs> yeah, he seems exactly like his character from um everybody loves raymond like he just yeah. is the dad at that point that is funny for me like re- seeing peter boyle in that makeup is is he he has such a good face like he has such good facial expressions yeah, yeah. he's really good also, Madeline yeah, yeah. Kahn, yeah, just like always. <laughs> oh, Madeline is so good, uh, and she like has, she's a very small role, but when she just when you first meet her and she's like trying to say goodbye to him, but she, he's not allowed to touch her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they rub elbows, which yeah, is very cool. also Marty yeah. Feldman. Marty Feldman yes. as as Igor is like I think he he might be the highlight of the film like just his his like cuts to camera and his eyebrows and mm-hmm. and they also just made his like weird look yeah work well you know like there's just so much going on and it's so fun and uh, yeah I don't I I gotta watch this movie more I think this when I watched it this week I was like why haven't I watched why mm-hmm. didn't I watch this last week but. You know, Mel Brooks. You can't how, top it. How you do, sir. You can't top it. Okay, nope. any last thoughts about Young Frankenstein? Mm, Hearing... Everyone should watch it at least three times <laughs> yeah, this month. True. Honestly. And every month after that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me want to watch more Gene Wilder movies also. So I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, so I saw, good. I actually on Netflix, I saw that this movie that I used to watch when I was a kid all the time called See No Evil, Hear No Evil is, was added to Netflix. Oh, yeah. And it's about Richard Pryor yeah. is blind and Gene Gene Wilder is deaf, and then they like get embroiled in some sort of like murder investigation or something, and they have to work together. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably offensive. Sounds I haven't funny. seen it in a long time, but yeah, it is. It's great. It's crazy. It's really funny. It's it's uh for well for that it's both of them at like eleven the whole time. Yeah, and uh, it's it's wild. It's absolutely wild. Okay. Well, with that, we leave our Frankenstein Frankenstein's monsters behind, and we move into a little segment we call "What You Watching." So, boys, what you been watching? John, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so this week, I watched the second season of The Hauntings on Netflix. So this this mm. season is The Haunting of Bly Manor, um, and I because I loved you might remember The Haunting of Hill House. Um, from last October. And it's just so... It's... it the bo- they, It's a horror series, but the way that they just sort of treat it so personal and just kind of dissecting the story and the scary characters in it really make it so less scary and just, like, sad and vulnerable. And it just, like, it tells, like, really good personal stories while also being quite scary. Um, and, uh, this season was very beautiful and it has two, a lot of the characters from the first season have returned, uh, most notably, Vic, um, what's her name? Victoria P- Pedretti 
and Oliver Jackson Cohen play the twins from the first season. And now they're back in different characters. And they both are just like put in such good performances. And I cry, cry, cried. And um, oh. yeah, anyway, it's, did you, I really did enjoyed you, it. Did you get scared, scared, scared? I got a little scared, scared, scared. But then <laughs> as you like, as the, yeah, as the show goes on, you realize like what that sort of specter is. And then you start to feel for them. And it mm. it really takes the scares away from it, but but at the beginning you're a little freaked. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I enjoyed. Uh, apparently, there's some okay. talk on the internet because Oliver Jackson Cohen's Scottish accent is really jacked up. Um, but I thought it was fine. But I also am terrible with <laughs> so. <laughs> but it's Sean approved. <laughs> It's Sean approved. It really hits you over the head that he's that he's doing an accent. <laughs> um, I, well, okay. I've been watching a few things. Uh, I just I just want to I just want to make make it a note that I'm almost done Shit's Creek, <gasps> and um, I'm in oh I'm in season five. Why is it sad? Um, it's just sad when things but, end. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Um, but man, like. If if you watch the first two seasons of of that show, and you're like kind of waffling on it, I I get it, but um, at some point they just sort of hit a stride, and it just becomes so strong, and all the characters are like, there's so much going on, and they're so real, and um, I can't remember what his boyfriend's name is, but Dan Levy's Dan Levy's character uh, has a relationship with another man in town, and it may be the cutest relationship that's ever been portrayed. Yep. Like it's it's just like like really touching and so wholesome as they like navigate their relationship, but it's so fun. Like it's just so crazy. Yeah. Um but uh it's just it's just a great show. Um have you guys have we talked about Enola Holmes? Have we talked about I don't this? Think no, we have. is it good? Speaking of Helena Bonham uh, Carter. Have either of you watched it? I did, yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, but she's well, she's barely in it. But um, what did you think, Sean? Um, I thought it should have been a season because it was just like plot points, plot points. Um, yeah, and there was just a lot going on. But Millie Bobby Brown is amazing. She's so good at it, um, and mm-hmm. I just loved seeing her being a little scamp around town and solving mysteries. What's it about? Yeah, it's it's um, she plays. The, uh, the young. Sherlock Holmes' youngest, the youngest sister, the youngest sibling, right? And um, their mom goes missing, but like she just disappears and like leaves all these clues behind. And then I don't know if she's meant to follow her mom or just sort of be safe. Like I don't know what the, but it really does sort of boil down to about like women's role in that time mm. and all this kind of stuff, um, which was good. But I agree with Sean that it just needed some more time because there were a lot of things that they kind of just have to ditch almost just because like it's a movie, you yeah. know, like there's just no, like if, if the season was the overarching mystery is her trying to find her mom, but then in between there's, she solves little mysteries, which is kind of what they try yeah, to like, do. Yeah, like one episode's just the train, yeah. right? Like like that whole, yeah. Then I feel like I would really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, like mm-hmm. I thought Millie was so charming. I, I had a great time with her. Uh, well, not only, I thought the whole cast was quite good, actually. And I really wasn't expecting 
for Mycroft and Sherlock, the actors whose names are escaping me right now. Henry Cavill um, played Henry... Sherlock. Is that ridiculous? <gasps> right, oh, now I'm listening. Yeah, <laughs> but who, Mycroft, what's his name? Sam something? I've, I don't know. Sam, to see well, Sherlock Sam with He's... like pecs the size of a table is like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is not Sherlock. But also he kind of, but he does it. Like it works. Like he, like... Like, the way he holds himself, and the fact that we, at no point in time, see him sprint down the street for some reason. Like, all of that sort of adds to this whole, like, relationship they have. Plus, um, Millie Bobby Brown talks to the, directly to the camera, mm. which was really, uh, I, I think, a, a really good way to sort of, like... Because with all this, like, home stuff, right? You want that internal monologue. That's why it's interesting, right? Like, to see them figure out the problem. And she just basically tells it to you. So, um, it's good. It's, it was really good. And I do expect that they'll do another one of these, right? Like, there's no yeah, way they're I hope not so. gonna load up another. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I watched. Nice. Um, yeah. I honestly haven't been watching a lot other than our kind of designated shows, School's pretty busy right now, but I am right now, just for a little classic comfort, um, rereading Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. Um, <laughs> you would. I know, I would. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I like, when, I like something that I've read before when I'm kind of in a headspace like this because I don't have to focus too hard. Like, it just, you know, you can kind of just let it wash over you. Um, mm-hmm. And, oh, it's just so yeah. delightful. I just... I love the way she builds her characters. I love the satire in this one, especially like every character is so ridiculous. Um, it's really interesting for me, like, because this is a book I've obviously read several times through my life, how much I used to identify with Marianne, who's the like extremely dramatic and like <laughs> difficult sister, and how much more I now relate to Eleanor, who's like uh, much more measured and stuff. I mean, none of this is really that interesting to literally anyone else, but it's this is what I have to talk about. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, Our if people haven't seen, <laughs> thank you, I listeners so. and Sean, if people haven't seen the adaptation um, that Kenneth Branagh did, actually, which is kind of a funny, hmm. funny link, <laughs> yeah. um, it's actually very good. What did you say, Jer? I just said full circle. You brought a full circle. Oh, yeah. Brought totally brought full circle. circle. It's and, like a circle. Uh, yeah, and it has, like, Alan Rickman in it and uh, Emma Thompson and Kate Winslet. And it's just, like, I'll probably rewatch it when I'm done <laughs> rereading the book because I'm so cool like that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Have either of you ever read or seen it? No. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fool. I cannot. <laughs> You're not a fool. You're not. I'm an old it's, it's fool. Like, <laughs> you old fool, John. Well, I'll, I'll just go upstairs and tell Ellen that I want to watch. Uh, I want to watch it, and then she'll be like, you know, she'll dive over the couch to grab the DVD, <laughs> and then we'll watch it. And that's why I love your wife. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. I would like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manatuna, my co-hosts, Sean and Jeremy, everyone at CJTR, and to you, our sweet, sweet listeners, for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and we're available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Don't forget to donate to Radiothon. It ends October 23rd. Stay safe and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.